guys, thank you all so much for being here with me again today. My name is Kelly, and this is Nothing But Tracks. Uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in with me, uh, trying to get back into the swing of things, of launching one of these every week, hopefully on Friday, maybe sometimes a little later than that. Um, but I really enjoy what I'm doing, and I'm really enjoying getting all your comments and thoughts and questions. So keep them coming. Hit me up. My my email is nothingbuttrack77 with a period between each one of those words at gmail.com. And I am on Instagram with Nothing But Tracks, the podcast. So hit me up. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your thoughts, opinions, or even your bitter complaints. If you have any, I'm a big girl. I can handle it. I have three brothers. Um, so today, guys, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Please hold. Oh, okay. I remember what it is. This is our next rule which is never underestimate the wildlife. Okay. Guys, I have so many stories about wildlife encounters when I've been out and about. It would terrify you. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to try to terrify you. <laughs> Kidding. Kind of. Okay. So one of my favorite places to go camping is a place called Assateague Island. The island is actually in two different states, um, Virginia and Maryland, I believe. So the north side of the island is actually a wildlife preserve where you can go tent camping and camper camping. Um, and you can pretty much almost put your tents up on the dunes. On the south side of the island is the more, um, or the Virginia side of the island is the more little town there there is the wildlife preserve on the other on half of that side of the island and that's where some of your more touristy things are some of the food places just do not go to maria's i think i had a whole episode on that do not go to maria's on acetique island ever um anyway so this story is about never underestimating the wildlife one of the really cool things about Assateague Island is that it actually has wild horses on the island. Now, I apologize if I get this story wrong, but I believe a long time ago, there's a Spanish trading ship that was carrying Spanish horses. There was a big storm that kicked up off the coast of this island and the ship capsized, but all the horses swam to shore and they swam onto what is now called Assateague Island. These horses, they refer to them as ponies, but they are in fact horses, but they do appear smaller and they actually, for the most part, look like they're all pregnant. But what it actually is, is the salt in their diet. So there's so much salt in their diet that they look bloated and there's not a lot of nutrients because it is a small island that they don't get all the nutrients they need. So they're very small. So they look bloated, they look pregnant, and they're small. I actually bought a book. There's just different herds that just roam this island. And I bought this book for my dad because I thought he would like it. He likes field guides and things. But it just had all these horses listed, who their sires were, who their mothers were, how old they were, what their name was, where on the island they like to be, what their herd is, who their friends are. It's very, very cool. And actually, I might take a picture of it and post it on my Instagram account along with this episode to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So all over both islands... There is signs up everywhere, pictures of people's arms and legs and hands that have a giant horse bite 
taken out of it. I don't know if you know this, but wildlife do not brush their teeth. They are nasty. So people see these ponies or these horses and they want to go up and be like, oh, I'm from wherever I'm from. I can ride this here pony. And they go up and try to pet the animals. They try to get on the animals or try to give these animals food. And they bite the living snot out of you. People have been kicked. People have been headbutted. People have been bit. And there's all these signs that says, do not touch the ponies. Do not give the ponies food. Do not approach the ponies. If they approach you, let them pass. So my brothers and my dad and I, we had gone to Washington, D.C. And on our way home, we stopped at Assateague Island because it was a place my dad always wanted to go. This was when I was much younger. So I want to say maybe 12-ish. So my dad and I like to sit up and play cards in the tent. So we were playing rummy. And our particular tent had a lot of guidelines uh, that helped keep it up. And so my brothers were asleep and my dad and I were sitting up in the tent playing cards. And I felt, I heard kind of a breathing sound outside of the tent. And I looked at dad. I said, dad, I think there's something outside. He goes, oh no, it's just your imagination. It's just the wind. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's right. He's not going to lie to me. He's my dad. So a little while later, I thought I heard steps outside of the tent. I said, dad, I think there's something out there. He's like, Kelly, keep your head on. It's fine. There's nothing going on. A little while later, the entire tent shakes and the sound of something large falling onto the ground, which is mostly sand outside of our tent. And I looked at dad and he's like, okay, maybe there is something outside. Uh, so apparently this horse had tripped over one of the guidelines on our tent and had fallen. So my dad looks at me and he had a walking stick in the tent with him. And uh, he goes to unzip the tent. And I didn't see this part, but he goes to unzip the tent and sticks his head out the tent. And he just gets really calm with his head sticking out of the tent. And he goes, Kelly, hand me the walking stick. So I hand him the walking stick. And he starts poking. There was a horse sitting there with his head looking in our tent. And my dad starts poking this horse in the head. And he comes out and there's four horses in our campsite. I also forgot to mention that we had a very large cooler that we had left uh, on the picnic table. And we're from Ohio, so we're not really, we don't have a whole lot of bears. Most of the wildlife we have to worry about getting into the food is raccoons. So we had this cooler, and my dad had a very, very large, like 10, 15 pound hammer on the top of it. So while we were still in the tent, we had heard the cooler fall, and we had heard that metal hammer come clanging down off of the picnic table, and then that's when Dad went out there. There was four horses in our campsite. The next morning when we got up, my little brother, he's going to kill me for this, but he was still on pull-ups. So they had actually eaten like two of his pull-ups. They had eaten part of our lantern. They had eaten our entire box of Pop-Tarts of Pop-Tarts, and I'll be honest with you, I was not a happy camper. Them dang horses ate my Pop-Tarts. I mean, come on. There's some things you don't mess with a girl in her Pop-Tarts, especially when she's 12. You know what I'm saying? But they had gotten into all of our food, and we had to just kind of walk around the next morning and pick up the remaining bits and pieces and fragments of our food that they did not eat. So the moral of the story is a horse can knock over a very large cooler with a 10-pound hammer on it, like it's nothing. 
So uh, don't underestimate the wildlife. You know, you might as well just go ahead and bear proof everything. Uh, because, you know, there's other things out there other than bears. There's bobcats, there's horses, there's other things. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that can get into your stuff if it was so inclined. So just don't underestimate the wildlife. I mean, my dad went on a camping trip when he was a Boy Scout scout leader. And they had set up in a storm and it was really, really windy. I wasn't on this particular trip because I was an honorary Boy Scout. But apparently it was so windy that the tent kept trying to fly away, even though it was hammered into the ground. So they did what you're not supposed to do, which is actually our next rule, which is do not put your cooler in the tent. Guys, I'm sorry. Even if your tent is threatening to blow away, don't put your cooler in the tent. Because apparently the next morning, there was a hole in the tent and the cooler was gone and there was raccoon tracks in and out of the tent. Uh, I mean, the fragments of the cooler were just everywhere because, of course, the animals got into it and then the storm picked it up and blew it all over the place. Nobody was hurt or anything. I just think it's funny that my dad, who is quite seasoned in this area, decided to bring the cooler into the tent and uh, was surprised when Raccoon decided to come join them for the night. So that's it, guys. Just don't underestimate the wildlife and do not put your cooler in the tent. That's it, guys. Uh, as you're out there, leave it better than how you found it. And remember, take nothing but memories and leave nothing but tracks. Uh, bye!